Hello and welcome to Higher Automation, a podcast brought to you by High Robotics. I'm your host, Michelle Dawn Mooney, and today we're talking about peak season scares, busting the ghouls in your warehouse operations, the number one antidote to peak season scaries. Spooky season, as you know it, is here, and with it, the spine-chilling whispers of peak season. For many businesses, Halloween's scariest monsters aren't actually ghosts or ghouls, they are labor and hiring. But what we're about to talk about today, especially those solutions, really can benefit companies all year round. So fear not, in this podcast, we will shine a beacon of light in the darkness, revealing the tricks and the tools you need to make a peak season a lot less scary. And joining me is my very special guest for this episode. It is Bob Ross, the famous artist... (laughs) who will be painting a picture of how we can make that spooky season a little less scary, a.k.a. Jake Etheridge, who is technical sales executive for High Robotics. Uh, Bob, Jake, thank you for joining me today. Of course. No, I'm happy to be here. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Absolutely, because we talked about it. We are in the the full throes of holiday peak season, which can be a really tough time for companies. So let's start there. What are some of the biggest challenges for companies when it comes to preparing for peak season? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, from what I typically see out in the field is that um, companies, when they're reaching this time of year, especially that Q4 area, um, last three months, uh, right before the end of the fiscal there's a big push to get product out the door, especially with Thanksgiving and Christmas right around the corner, right? So right about this time, a lot of companies are looking to um, increase their throughput or just you know make sure that they're ready for the surge of orders that are coming through uh, that could potentially come through the door, right? They need to be ready. Um, in a lot of cases in systems that do not have any form of automation, uh, this is done by throwing labor at the solution. Um, this is either by you know adding more people during the day shift um, and or extending hours, which equates to additional overhead that a company must you know prepare for uh, for the overtime hours. Um, and even in some cases where you know there's a massive difference between what they average or what they send out on an average basis to what their peak season would be. Um, you know, this could mean additional shifts, right? So you have your standard day shift operation, and then now all of a sudden you just have to add a night shift uh, to your operation just to ensure that product gets out the door, right? So, you know, from a, um, from, you know, from that perspective, this could be a lot of work, right? You know, hiring people, uh, finding people that can do the job, uh, be reliable during the season, um, it, yeah, it's, it's a scary time, uh, but it doesn't have to be right. You know, it's, things can be happy. Um, this should be a happy, happy time of the year, especially with Thanksgiving and Christmas right around the corner. You know, people who are running businesses, people who are managing, you know, the, uh, distribution side of a business, um, you know, the, we don't have to live in stress, right? We can live happily through this time by leveraging automation. And I'm going to play into your character here dressed up for Halloween because, you know, you think of Bob Ross and you think of happiness and pictures and just the the beauty that he brought to life. And as you said, it really doesn't have to be scary. We have some really amazing solutions for companies out there. But let's kind of dive a little deeper with the hiring process because that really can be tough any time of the year. But what are some factors that really make it especially challenging 
during peak season? Yeah, I'd say that, um, you know, I, I'd say from a from a from a perspective of someone who is trying to hire, right, like there's a lot of things that they have to look for. They have to look for, you know, first of all, the headcount. Right. So if you're looking to double your throughput, that would equate to doubling your standard um, number of personnel to get that product out the door. Um, so, you know, let's say you do your business with 10 people picking product on a typical basis. Well, that means that you need to find another 10 that you can hire for three months, um, you know, just from a temp perspective, um, you know, and potentially put them on a night shift, uh, which may not work, right? You know, if you can fit them on the day shift, great. If you, but in some cases you can't, you have to put them on a night shift and then you have to have another manager take over and focus on that. Um, you know, we really want to avoid that. So, you know, the thought is, is that um, going through the hiring process, uh, you know, this is going to be a, a, a significant amount of time. It's going to be a significant amount of um, money spent from a time perspective you know, just a resource allocation standpoint um, to get these positions filled. And then after that, getting them trained. Um, every process and every distribution center or manufacturing facility is going to be different. And that process of getting them trained to meet your standards can take weeks. Um, and even during that time, there's going to be a lot of mistakes. And this is not the time of year that you can have happy accidents. Like things need to be precise. Things need to be, um, you know, accurate. And you're picking when you're picking product and placing it into a carton that's going to a customer, you know, an end user at the end of the day. We want to make sure that they're getting the right things um, at the time that they're expecting it. Um, you know, if, if I'm a customer at the end of the day and I'm looking to get some new paintbrushes because I have a, you know, a, a, a new feature film coming up. I, you know, am relying on the manufacturer and also the distribution supply chain to be able to fulfill my order in a timely manner, um, but also make sure that the right paint comes in. You know, I'm not looking for watercolor. I'm looking for acrylic. So th this is important for me. And I want to make sure that that product gets picked appropriately or sorry, that product gets picked properly and gets to me. Um, and automation can help do that. Yeah, and all of your fans want you to get the right color too, because I mean, they're clearly relying on you to do your best work. So let's talk about some of these solutions that we're so excited about. How does automation make things easier, at least help to simplify some of these issues that we're talking about so far? Um, I'd say like the biggest thing about automation is that it takes away um, the parts of the picking process that provides really no value. Um, you know, in most automation systems, we're talking about the movement of product, right? The going and finding it, the, you know, gathering of that product and then bringing it over to a shipping container um, where it can be taped up, packaged and sent out the door. When we're looking for robots to um, take on these processes, you know, we are simply giving them a task and allowing them to do those tasks while, you know, the human can actually take on a, you know, a, a more active and more important role, right? There's a saying that I have, you know, if, uh, if you want to do something, you know, make sure it's important. So that way, every day you spend uh, is a happy day. Um, and 
you know, just going around a warehouse and finding product doesn't feel important sometimes, uh, but fulfilling orders can. Um, and, you know, we want to leverage technology to do those tasks that are um, pretty simple, uh, such as finding product and bringing it over to a person. Um, where automation can really fill like the fill the gaps or not necessarily fill the gaps, but more uh, take this scariness and turn it into happiness is by making it to where you don't need to really increase your labor force to fulfill the, these tasks um, at a higher rate. Um, in most cases, you still will have to add a, a few additional people into the mix, but it's going to be a considerable or a considerably less number of hires for your peak season than it would be on a normal basis if without automation. So think about it this way. If I have an, a, a goods to person system that is picking product with inside of a warehouse, um, if I'm needing to increase my rate, okay. So we earlier we used an analogy where it was, if I have 10 employees and I'm looking to double my rates, I now have to have 20. Well, in a goods to person system, you may only have three people working that system versus 10. And now if I'm trying to double my rates, then there's a few things that I can do. Um, I can first take a look at the uh, productivity of the people at the workstations and see what I can increase that to, to maximize their capabilities. Um, once I maximize their capabilities, then I may need to add additional people at other workstations or new workstations. Um, but in that case, you know, we can still put them on the same shift. You can add more robots to then go pick that product. So you're still adding people, but you're adding a lot less. Hiring two people is going to be a lot better than hiring 10, right? And the other nice thing is, is that, you know, with an autonomous system, this is a much more attractive position. As I mentioned earlier, like we want to do things that are important. We don't necessarily want to, you know, try and tell people, hey, we're going to need you to walk around this 50,000 square foot facility to find product. Um, instead, you can say, look, you're going to be standing at this workstation. Product is going to be brought to you. And at the end of the day, your job is going to be easy. It's going to be easier on your body. It's going to be ergonomic. And, you know, because this is a system that we're relying on the technology to pick product um, and make sure that the product is picked correctly, you know, it's going to be a lot less strenuous on you from a mental perspective. And we'll let you listen to music. You know, you can put in your earbuds and you can enjoy this holiday season, you know, just here for three months, you know, but you can do it with, you know, listening to that audiobook that maybe your daughter or, you know, your aunt bought you, right? Or listen to your favorite tunes, get ready for the holidays, get ready for the, the time with your family going around Christmas caroling. So this is how automation can make this season a little bit happier for the people who are actually working behind the workstation. Absolutely. And not to mention, I mean, you're making things happier for the the hired folk who are now working for that company, because you said it's not as stressful for them. But I'll tell you what, when it comes to fulfilling orders on the side that I'm on with receiving those packages that are being fulfilled, that makes me really happy because it's going to be more quickly that I'm receiving 
all of those packages. We won't say how many packages, but the packages that I am receiving, I'm going to get them more quickly. So it's a win-win yeah. all around. So let's take another kind of view at this. Let's say companies don't really have trouble filling jobs. That's not an issue for them. Are there any other challenges lurking in the shadows that they can really kind of tackle with automation? Yeah, absolutely. Here? Now, this is something I want to paint a picture on. Um, so imagine, <laughs> you know, you're getting bombarded with orders and you're getting um, to a point where now you're relying on this additional labor to fulfill those orders and things are becoming more and more chaotic. Um, you know, that's where a lot of happy accidents can occur. Um, and really, we shouldn't even call them happy accidents because there can be a lot of mispicks. Um, and that will result in returned orders, um, which then, you know, makes it even more difficult for your business to make profit because now you're putting resources into something that, you know, it was a mistake to begin with. Um, so with automation, one of the goals here is to improve accuracy, pick order accuracy. So when an order is dropped to an autonomous goods to person system, the um, the robot itself is going to know exactly where that product is at. They're going to go pick it. They're going to bring it over to the worker. And at that point, it's not necessarily about whether or not the person is picking the right product. It's just picking the correct quantity, right? So it makes it a lot easier to ensure that the accuracy of the order is correct. Um, you know, that's a big part of automation, especially during peak season. Uh, is just making sure that, you know, what is going into the box is exactly what was ordered because um, no one really wants to deal with a bunch of returned items. Um, you know, I, I know for a fact, as I mentioned earlier, I'd be upset if I ordered, you know, uh, acrylic paint and all of a sudden I got watercolor. Yeah, it looks the same. Yeah, it's from the same manufacturer, but it's two completely different things. So... That is probably one of the biggest things that uh, come along with automation outside of just, you know, reducing the need to hire, um, you know, reducing the quantity of people that you would need to hire to support your business during the peak season time. But you can also ensure that the product that is going out the door is the right product and it's going to the right customer. And that is so important this time of year because we think of gift giving. This is the gift giving season that we're just upon now. And when people do not get the correct gift that they want to give or that the person doesn't receive the gift that they were supposed to, not only is that costing the company for this season, but then the shopper will remember that next season. So then you still see that ripple effect there. What are some additional benefits of robots in the workplace that maybe we haven't touched on so far? You know, I'd say that one other thing that's really important is just the reliability of, uh, of robotics, you know, for your business. Um, outside of the fact that they won't call in sick um, and they, you know, <laughs> will perform the job for all of the hours that you need them to perform the job on. You can also rely on them to work longer if you need to, right? So, you know, there's other additional benefits of leveraging automation. Um, the training aspect of, a, of an employee, of, you know, of a real employee that's working behind the workstation, it's not going to take them very long to pick up how to do the role, right? You know, Ben, in most cases, is presented to them. Um, they just need to look at a screen that is going to show them the picture of the product 
It's going to show them it, 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 in a case where the tote itself is divided. Um, it's going to show them exactly which part of the tote that they're needing to pick product out of. Um, we're going to direct them where to place that product on a put wall. Um, and all of this is going to make it easy and simple for you know, a new hire, even a, a temporary new hire to understand what the job is and be able to perform that job well. So your training time is going to be lower. Um, and again, because the overall system is going to be more ergonomic, it's going to be better uh, than them running around a warehouse. You know, having that uh, having that temp labor uh, be reliable for showing up to the job, you know, you can rely on them for that. Um, it's going to be easier. The system itself, you know, you, you can run that thing into the ground as long as you have the people to pick and place product in, in and out of it. So, you know, the robots, you know, they will from time to time get sick. They need preventative maintenance. You know, we need, we definitely need to make sure that they're happy too. Um, you can't, you know, can't go without oiling it. But uh, outside of, you know, just taking care of the robotic system, you know, it's going to be a lot more reliable than a labor force that is, um, you know, extremely large um, or even where the majority of the, or, or, you know, near half of your labor force is temp labor. Um, or even at the end of the day, you know, like if you do extend your hours uh, to meet peak season, you know, maybe you go from an, uh, an eight hour shift to a 12 hour shift, um, you know, at the end of the day, a human's going to get tired. Um, at the end of a 12-hour shift for a robot, it's going to operate the same as it did the first hour. So these are just additional things to think about when you're looking at balancing between, you know, do we want to support our business during peak season with, you know, additional labor? Or maybe we should subsidize uh, our workforce with automation. And, you know, kind of start leaning on that to really support us during peak. And I think another factor that we didn't touch on, but you talked about a great example, you know, that humans will eventually get tired, yeah. you know, especially if they're working those long hours, robots do not. But then also keeping in mind, all of those humans that are working in the warehouse, they also have their other lives outside of the warehouse and they're dealing with all of the craziness and stress of the season as well many times buying and ordering those gifts so it's kind of like a double fold aspect there because we're all more stressed during the season but as you said it doesn't have to be as stressful when it comes to the workplace when it comes to warehouses there are ways that we can kind of ease that that pain that scariness that we talk about the the goals and ghosts of hiring and labor and uh, really amazing technology and what it can do to, uh, to help limit those kind of creepy challenges that we sometimes deal with. So as we're wrapping up here, Bob, AKA Jake, any final thoughts that you would like to leave us with yeah, today? Yeah, um, actually I do have one. Um, you know, I, I, I hear a lot, not as Bob Ross, but as Jake Etheridge, you know, technical sales. Um, one thing that I do hear about a lot uh, is, you know, the competition in the hiring workplace Leveraging automation is going to make you more competitive as an as an employer for someone who's looking for a job. Um, peak season cannot be uh, completely, you know, uh, cannot completely be without hiring, you know, some additional labor if you are already maxed out, you know, within your facility, right? Like if you have people working, um, 
you know, whether it be a manual system or whether it be an autonomous system already, and you're already maxing out the capabilities of that system, additional labor is going to be required. Um, you know, that's not something we can necessarily get around. Um, the biggest thing is, is like, you have to be able to compete with the companies that are down the street. Um, do they have automation? Are they leveraging, you know, the benefits of this? Like, are they making their, their workforce, you know, or their, their system more ergonomic and more attractive than you? And if that's the case, then they're likely going to find those people who are looking for, uh, looking for that work, uh, before you are going to be able to hire that same labor. So sometimes, um, especially now, it's important to get ahead um, and have this, have these capabilities and, you know, show this to people that you are trying to pull on board during peak season. And, you know, you want to make yourself more attractive than the companies down the street, um, because we all know that there are companies that are leveraging automation and they're promoting this. Um, so just a final thought there, something good to think about, um, you know, especially during the hiring process during, during peak season. Yeah, because you always want to stay a step ahead. And it's not like technology is going anywhere. So if you do not move with the times and you not educate yourself and find out what's out there and utilize those resources and the technology that is available, you're going to miss the boat. And as you said, other companies will definitely be following suit. So you don't want to be the one left out in the dark. We'll end on that with our spooky season podcast. <laughs> Bob Ross, famed painter, artist, aka Jake Etheridge, technical sales executive at High Robotics. I want to thank you for your time. This is always an engaging, interesting conversation and really important solutions that are quite needed during this time of year. So thank you for being of course, here today. Thank you. Really enjoyed having the conversation. And I really enjoy the costume. I guess I'm the great pumpkin because I don't I don't really have anything else <laughs> other than that. But Bob and Jake, thank you so much for being cool. here today. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening to Higher Automation, a podcast brought to you by High Robotics. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can hear more engaging conversations like the one you heard today. And of course, you can visit highrobotics.com for more information there. I'm Michelle Dalmini. Thanks again for joining us. We hope to see you on another podcast soon. Mm -hmm.